0: This is Westside Barbell with strength and conditioning legend, Louis Simmons. Westsidebarbell.com, the strongest website in the world. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, here's another episode of The Barbell Life. And uh, today we have one of my, you know, who I would consider my mentor, the guy I've looked up to Um, uh, like any power of my era, you know, we, we grew up and we learned by reading all of his articles in Powerlifting USA. I've pretty much read all of his books. I have watched his videos from back in the day. And um, he truly inspired me to be a better power lifter. And he also inspired me to be a smarter one. And so uh, it's Louis Simmons. Uh, all of you know him. Uh, he's West Side Barbell. He is, uh, pro- I would say, undoubtedly, as affected more people in the strength and conditioning world than any other coach at least that I know, and so um you know it's even like my heroes like Joe Ken look up to him, so you yeah, know he's a legend so you don't have to agree with them, but you should definitely respect him and if uh you want to be the best, I would definitely learn something from him because you know a lot of very good strength and conditioning coaches listen to him, and if you're not very good, then maybe you should consider you know, listening to him. So Louie, thanks for being on my show. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you very much, Travis. Yeah.
0: So, um, we brought, you know, this weekend, um, we've already only been here a couple of days so far, but I brought my, uh, my wife, I brought Jackie bigger, one of my, probably my best female lifter on my team. Um, we brought, let's see, Frank, Kayla, Rebecca. So we brought a crew to come up here and learn from, you know, one of the best, coaches in america and we have been blown away and so i know let me start by saying this i know a lot of you coaches out there you know a lot of i'm talking to weightlifting coaches right now and i'm talking to some of them who i would consider are my friends and i know there was a lot of negative feedback about the book he wrote you can say what you want and yes you know has he coached um weightlifters before maybe not but i tell you this in two days i have learned more from him and I've learned from any coach in my entire life. We, um, you know, Jackie, who's you know, she's she's worked with all the great coaches in America now, and she is blown away and so excited, she can't get enough of what we've learned here. And uh, a video that I'm going to put up very soon. You might have already, by the time we air this, you might have already watched it. But in one session with him, she improved her power clean by five kilos, and not only improved it. But the way that she improved it, like, you know, it wasn't like a barely did she, you know, how everyone says, is this a power clean? It was super high and super easy and super fluid. And um, another thing, another thing that, you know, I hear a lot of negative feedback on is that bands or chains will, you know, will mess up the bar path or watch the videos. I can tell you that the bar path wasn't affected whatsoever. You can watch it with the bands on. You can watch it with the bands off. Nothing was affected. But what was affected was the speed of what she was doing it. And um, we used the contrast method, right? You know what you call it? So she started by doing, um, you know, multiple sets of of three on some, um, with basically every minute on the minute, roughly.
1: But Before that, she did 25 squats.
0: Yeah, before that she
1: did. Yeah, before that.
0: We had, um, had her and Frank on the uh, – and I did a few on the box squats and, you know, doing it super wide. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, it doesn't mimic, you know, the catch of the clean or the catch of the snatch. But what it does mimic is the pull, of which, you know, Jackie would definitely be served better with a better pull, and it obviously works. And two – it also addresses uh, a weakness. You can a lot of weightlifters, which was in your book, are very weak eccentrically, you know. And it's going to help you know learn to number one, when they relax in the bottom, have to learn to contract the hips, which the hips normally don't work at all for weightlifters because they bounce out of the bottom, and so the hips never really have to come into play to get the you know to get the bar started. And so uh, it was interesting to see how weak they were off the box. And if nothing else, do it as an exercise to strengthen a weakness. Uh, we can all agree that that's a very important, you know, to longevity of the career. Let's say, pretend that you don't want to believe that it'll help her pull. That's fine. But you have to agree that if there's a weakness, if you strengthen the weakness, if nothing else, it will, you know, that will prevent injuries because there's a weakness in the body. So, I mean, I sound pretty on point right now.
1: Pretty on point, but actually the hips, uh, the reason we do box squats is to build hip thrust for the the explosion part of the pole, the second pole. Right. And I promised you, I promised people that I will break their clean record in one half hour, and i do it every time. Um, I see people can't break, I watched a woman crying on on a video said she hadn't broke a record in a year. It takes me one half hour to break, uh, you had two people, and they both broke two records. In one half hour,
0: and they and weren't rookie lifters. Jackie's one of the best in all of America.
1: And that's after 25 squats at a, uh, at a average with a combination of band weight at 75 percent, and plus then uh, 15 pulls at a combination yep. of 70 percent. Then they broke the record.
0: 40. So basically, 40 sets. Yes. And then the uh, the record was broken. She yep. actually broke it twice because she broke it and then broke it again. Right. And really, we could have kept going yep. but you know like you even say like leave it in the tank
1: i would say five more case yeah but we like to be trained optimally never train right. minimally and never train maximally train optimally
0: I, I love the word and I, you know i've always one of the several things i've taken away from you is um you know it's about optimal performance it's about optimal mobility it's about everything being optimal nothing ever too extreme
1: i'd like to say one thing uh, I know. I, it doesn't bother me if people criticize me. I trained two Olympic gold medal sprinters. I trained a UFC heavyweight champion. The top five rugby teams in the entire world use our program. I trained the only team in, in the Premier League. that went 26 and 0. The only team ever. He also. Uh, Richards won five titles, and uh, and uh, I've worked at the NFL teams. They give me 40 ball players. So if you can imagine the salary of 40 NFL ball players, I did it with the Browns, the Seattle Seahawks, and Green Bay Packers. But you, thank God, Travis, are the first one that would bring me a weightlifter. They must be priceless. <laughs> they're too. They're too. Uh, they're too priceless to bring to me because something may happen. Like make progress.
0: Right. You know, I can say this because I'm a weightlifting coach too. Is that it's weird how it would appear that in America the weightlifting coaches are the most prideful coaches I've ever seen. I mean, like he said, the Olympic coaches. Matter of fact, Ohio State's—you know—one of their uh, track coaches was here this morning, so that's okay. Um, you know, Joe Kin, the Carolina Panthers—you know, head strength coach—he'll come. You know, he makes you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, but he sees that you know he sees the value in Louis Simmons, but we. Uh, You know, a sport that is not producing. I I mean, I'm calling myself out right now. We we are not producing, but we think that we've got it. Maybe, just maybe, we need to look in the mirror and say, what we're doing is not working. So if we keep doing the same thing, guess what? It's going to be the same results.
1: In in 1981, the the latter part, I I broke my lower back for the second time. I couldn't lay down for 17 weeks. I said, there must be a better way. So I went to Bud Chikonigan and got all the books. And Bud says, well, these books are classroom books. And I said, that's exactly what I need. I need to learn. Um, you know, my true sport, all the methodologies that I use for my sport, which broke approximately 140 all time world records. There are four world record holders in my gym currently. Right. Um, it came from weightlifting methodologies from the old Soviet Union and the Bulgarian. It's a mixture. It's all weightlifting methodologies that I use for my sport. And so it's it, the people say, well, what a conjugate system works. It came from weightlifting from the Dynamo Club in <laughs> 1972. And a lot of people don't know, but the Dynamo Club also had 46 sports, not only wow. weightlifting, but it, it contributed. Dr. Medvedev and Verforshansky um, ran that as long as A.S. Premlum. Many people have heard of Premlum's chart. Premlum was a junior uh, national coach for the Soviet Union from 75 to 80 and a senior coach from 80 to 85. He had some of the strongest weightlifters that ever came out of Russia, and that's how he came up with his charts, which immediately I've started to follow Premlin's charts, and it changed my, my complete career back in
0: 1982. See, now, you yeah. In the, the, the records that you speak of breaking, that, that's not even coming, you know, even scratching the surface of the records that have been broken because people use your principles. Where You know, like, yeah, we, like me, I read your stuff. So I didn't have a coach. I'll be honest. I never had a powerlifting coach. So the closest thing I had to a coach was him. I will say this. At the meets, he always helped me. Yeah, you um, watch. I don't know if you know this, but in 2004, when I broke Ed Cohn's all-time world record, you're in the background with me. It was the coolest thing. Like I got to show you the video, but like um, no one else ever coached me, but but him. And so you have to attribute the world records I broke. I have to give credit to him because no one else helped me. Only person I had to read or, or go to was him. So. And I know I'm not the only one. You walk in any powerlifting gym in America, pretty, I would say at least 90%. And you will definitely see elements. I would say 100%. You will see elements that only way they got it was from him. You know, you see somebody doing a good morning. You see a box squat. You see a band. You see board. a chain. You see a board. I mean, you're going to – they came out a four press. You know, a dumbbell tricep extension. You know, I can go on and on. You know, you know, JM presses came from him. You know, so – He's being really modest when he talks about the records that he can attribute to Westside Barbell,
1: especially overseas. We're we're bigger overseas than we are in America. We're huge in Russia, huge in Finland, huge in Australia, huge everywhere, huge in Ireland. You've seen, you know, the weightlifter in Ireland that yeah. does these principles, and you can. Uh, I saw him snatch three ninety six and, Jesus, um, and clean and jerk uh, around what four ninety or four ninety six. I think it is at two twenty. Yeah, yeah. All West, all Westside methods. He backs me up when people badmouth me. Yeah, not, I know. I know. I'm not gonna argue for anyone. they not want to do it.
0: I thought it was very funny, like uh, the way you responded to uh, John Coffee. It was very, yeah. Your response was very elegant and eloquent. I guess eloquent, not elegant. There's nothing elegant about it. What?
1: I, I I truly don't think. I mean, I, John's not here to defend himself, but I don't think John ever read my book. Uh, you read my book. Those are not powerlifting exercises. Those are weightlifting exercises. Weightlifting. I never mentioned low bar squat. That went out 25 years ago. Right. We carried a bar in our traps like everybody else. Yep. You know, and he just um, it's, it's strange how things. I
0: know Chuck Vogelbuhl was the first one that. You know, that I saw to, you know, do like, you, you know, you just carry the bar like every, you know, like a weightlifter would carry it, which then I was like, sweet, because I always hated the low bar because, it, you know, it hurt my shoulders, and so I was like, I'm just going to squat like everyone else. And so it really helped me with my bench. My bench was able to shoot up because I didn't crush my shoulders from doing low bar. So
1: Yeah. You know, the squat is critical. Uh, when I, uh, look, people always come here, I say, I promise I'll break your clean record. Nine times out of ten, I do it. Nine times out of ten, they can't recover if they do a full clean. I realized right away that weightlifters have no squat. Right. That's why I suggest the box squat. I mean, our, Chuck Vogelpohl's never done a full squat. Dave Hoff's never done a, a full squat in the gym. Yet they are the greatest pound-for-pound pound squatter in the world. Uh, Dave did, uh, well, Chuck did 1180 at 264. And and then Dave, his training partner, did 1210 at 271. Uh, so we have the two greatest squatters. And I predict I will have a 165. We just squatted 890. Uh, he will yeah. become the greatest squad of all time, and if you go overseas, um, um, over overseas, a, a uh, um, what was his name? The the world record in the 132s is um, in Ireland. It's seven forty nine. I can't think of my, my boy's name. And then eight oh six. I do that all the time. Uh, that, that's, um, that's our guy. He tra- it's all West Side.
0: That's awesome. Well, I will tell you this morning when I was here. You know, and I I don't want it to be all be about like look what he's done, but like I have to say this this morning. In the gym, I saw two girls who run track at, at Ohio State. One of which is just graduated. Who's um, trying to Is about to sign a pro contract, you know. It's first, you know, track and field. I saw an MMA fighter. I saw the uh, Ohio State uh, track and field coach. I mean, all this morning. Not to mention all the parallels, I saw my buddy Jason Coker, the crazy, that's your crazy uh, adopted son, pretty much. And so, um, but it was. And I'll tell you this too, is like this morning reminded me of like the mentality I had when I was, you know, a competitor and I, I swear, I don't know what it is, but I'd lost that until this morning. And like, when I go back, I will tell you that things are going to change. Like I, for some reason I've just been in weightlifting so long, I've gotten soft. I'll take full responsibility. But the minute I walked in Westside Barbell, I don't know if it's the culture, the people, the music. Louis, whatever it is, I changed and I was like, it was like I was 30 years old or 25 years old again and I was, I just wanted to win and I wanted to, you know, I wanted, my wife said, chill out. She could see my face changing, but that's the, that is, That is the atmosphere that you guys need, that all weightlers need. Right now, it's so soft. I'm going to be on. I'm going to call out my own sport. We are soft. When we go to the gyms, I mean, just the looks on our face. Or if somebody walks in front of us when we clean the jerk, we're going to cry about it. That is so soft. You know, if you're a competitor and you're a winner and you you want to be the best and you want to be an Olympic champion, you got to not be soft. you got to be hard. There should be nothing that can get in your way, nothing that can stop you from being the best. You know, but we, it's just the culture in America has gotten weak. And I will say at Westside Barbell, there is nothing. And it wasn't just the powerlifters. It was the girls. I mean, the girls are like, it's, it's a different. If you haven't been here, even if you don't like them, Pretend you do, come here, visit, and just watch and just experience the culture and uh, the culture alone. If you don't learn anything that I learned, which is fine because I enjoy beating all you guys, but like, um, if you don't want to learn what I learned, just look at the culture and learn about that.
1: Coaches, it's not about you. It is about your lifters. You have to be unselfish. I go to great means. This gym costs me over $50,000 a year, and uh, this is a, a private gym. And I bring people. No one pays me anything. I pay everything. I pay for records, and uh, uh, you know. And the idea, my whole gym is about one thing: making Westside barbell stronger. When right. someone breaks a record, it's like putting two more bricks on top of the wall for you have to crawl inside. Right. And that's all my my whole life is about making uh, people stronger, or run faster, or right. beat people up.
0: <laughs> you know, I will say this: every um, I, obviously, I saw a lot of my old friends, some of the was like like Jason. And every last one of them was talking about how they could break the next record. Like Jason, now you know he's you know he's my age, and so he's beat up. He's worn. So now his goal is to. He thinks at 181 that you know he has a good chance of breaking the, the record, so he can get on that daggone board. Like that board is like everything to those lifters. I mean, like that's all of them to talk about. Yeah. It's just chalk. Get chalk. But to them, it's blood. it's, it's got to be. Yeah. And so they were all talking about how they wanted the big guy, um, the 308 that was in there this morning, mm-hmm. the tall – Christian. Yeah, he was talking about like he was thinking about going to super heavy because that number was a little bit less than Dave Hoff's number at 308. So he thought he would go up to super heavy because he'd have a better chance of getting on the board. It, it's all they talked about was how do I get on the board.
1: So. And you saw one of our 900-pound deadlifters. You know, this is common. We've had yeah. four. Our top, our, you know, back strength. Uh, Olympic lifters need back strength. Our top ten deadlift is eight hundred sixty-six pounds. Top five is eight ninety. I've have seven women deadlift over five hundred. But I one thought one forty-eight.
0: I thought you couldn't teach people deadlifts.
1: It, right, that's what everyone said. Yeah. And you know, it's all. We'll get into training later. It's all about volume. You're the best. Deadlift. Volume. How do you do it?
0: <laughs> You're the best deadlifting coach that people said suck. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. But yeah, I saw the dude who deadlifts nine hundred, and you know, you know also the look on people's faces. Like they were there to do work. Like, like nobody really smiled. Like people were there to do work. Everybody had the same look on the. It like crazy, it's like they were robots. Everybody walked in the gym with the most scowled, like serious, focused look on their face.
1: You know, the track girls did the same program that the powerlifters yeah. did. You know, For the squat before they did their general conditioning for running, and it's the same thing you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know they're not other than being tall and skinny, you wouldn't know their track room,
0: yeah. Even the MMA guy, that dude, mm. I, I tell you this you know, uh, if if you don't believe that West Side is all about volume, this dude, when he got here and when he put his gear on and started to go to work, he did not stop moving and he didn't talk to one person, he didn't do anything until he was done. And then the dude was a nice guy. Came over to me. Hey, you know, nice to meet you. He was such a nice guy. But all right, so the, the first big point I want to get. You know, enough of you know me pointing my finger. I'm getting a little. I'm a little jacked right now. So I, I've called everyone out. So I'm sure you all hate me. But <laughs> look, I still love you guys. I'm just. I'm jacked. So forgive me. But um, it's the the accessory movements. I know that you know. You said at least. Fifty percent of your work should be accessory movements.
1: Uh, and you know, a, a book I reference a lot is the *Managing the Training of Weightlifters*. It distinctly, distinctly says in there that as you become I'm
0: taking notes as we speak yeah.
1: proficient at weightlifting, you have to do at least fifty percent of the training consists of assistant work. And uh, because you know, why did Primlin have a chart? If you look at Primlin's chart, he talks about weights. Now, our average training weight is eighty percent, much like right. the Chinese. Uh, if you were to look at my training, it models exactly the Chinese program, right. uh, even though I'm a power lifter. But, you know, 80% weights. Well, the optimal number of lifts per workout would be 15. So we pay attention to the optimal. Actually, for us, we normally do the maximal. Right. And um, Because you want to grow from minimal to maximal if you can handle the program. But why does he have, like, for instance, um, you know, op- well, we'll say the maximal at 70% is 24 lifts. And 80 is 20, and it not, above 90 is 10. Well, the whole problem with Olympic weightlifting or any sport, you have to raise volume. So, how can you raise volume if you had to stop at these numbers? The answer is spatial pulls, wow. spatial pulls, and squats. That's what they would do. You know, a lot of people talk about Nam Suleiman, said all they did was clean jerk snatch, clean jerk. No, they did not. Uh, one day he would do, for instance, around 24 pulls. The next day, about 24 classical lifts, then 24 poles. Next day, it switched back and forth. Some days, he didn't do any classical lifts. So, you know, before you talk about the Bulgarians, do some real research and find out. I, I had the Olympic weightlifting team doctor for the Bulgarian weightlifting team here with me. We had a huge discussions. I've been very fortunate having right. people like this, uh, the Jamaican um, track uh, string coach for the track club. I mean, I have people like this come see me. Wait, wait. I just crazy. want you guys to
0: hear that. That is the best hey. Dragonville field coach in the world. Right. Came here, but we don't. Coach. But we don't want to.
1: The string coach. That, well, yes. And he was amazed. He watched an 18-year-old girl jump on a 55-inch box, and he just could not believe what he would seen.
0: That's pretty impressive. I, I mean, yeah, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. Yeah,
1: the blonde you saw this morning could jump on 55 too. So. Yeah,
0: well, I saw how explosive she was. So it doesn't,
1: you know, uh, and, and a, a key to weightlifting, uh, it's. I, I was telling Travis, you know, you had said why well, watch the squats, but see, I monitor everything. Why does a car have a tachometer? You know, it sh- will say your car shifts at 2500, 2,500. Why not two thousand? Why not thirty five? Why not forty two? Because there's optimal horsepower. So when you train, you need to have the bar should be at optimal bar velocity. And so I know that for speed strength, uh, the, why do I use our, our, um, the greatest weightlifters? 780 cases of highly qualified weightlifters, 50% of the training was between 75 and 85%. Right. So I read that I said, well, if it's good enough for them, it'll be good enough for me. Right. Because this is 82, and what was the rap? You're not even old on me, but the rap was powerlifters are slow. Right. And I go, you know what? We are. And, and this is what happened. I said, yes, we're slow. By doing speed strength training, you know, all twenty-four squats every every week. We became very explosive, and then after a year and a half, I realized the problem with weightlifters: they right. can't lift slow weights. Right. And by that, as barbells become heavier, of course, velocity slows down, and so and you had to produce greater force at that point. That's that's Hill's equation. of Muscle so contraction. speed. That's right. Yeah. And they, you have no strength speed. So I mean, I've seen guys do sets with, and jump ten pounds; that can't do a single. As I have the, to, yeah. Right. Okay. And that's when I realized that they had to be able to lift heavy weights, and they could right. not do that. One lack of strength. But how do you get it through spatial means? One spatial mean is what you saw this morning by using the bands, right? Because enormous amount of bands will slow the barbell down, right? And so, I if you you only have if you've got a, a three hundred pound pound power clean, that's one max. But I can give you five ways to break that record, your strength record not with the power clean right? because you just can't come in and power clean over and over like people do because that's called the law of accommodation. If you repeat the same activities, the same training weights, the same volume intensity, you go backwards.
0: I mean, I totally agree. You know, uh, even in our gym, you know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, changing, you know, um, And, you know, when I say conjugate, like, I'm very broad in that term, you know, but, like, we change everything. Even the way we squat, you know, we change, you know, we might front squat, but then we might do a pause front squat. We might do, you know, we might do um, a back squat. We might do a five-second eccentric, but it's completely always changing. The way we max, you know, is going to be we might do a um, complex where it's like a pull to, you know, but we don't just snatch, clean, jerk, all the time, you know, we and we do try to work on weaknesses. And I'll tell you that Jackie does the best job of following the program. As you can see, even you agreed her work capacity is through roof. And yep. she was able to, you know, today she was able to roll through the workout really good. And I didn't know if I'd tell them, but the record she hit was a it was 100K, a, a 220 pound, you know, clean power clean. And I mean, she caught it super high, yeah, which was five kilos above her all-time best. And when she did ninety-five kilos, it, it was like one of those borderline things. And she smoked it. Like she is, Jackie is one hundred percent sold, and she's like, she's my best athlete. Like I have no doubts that Jackie will be on the podium at the American Open, and I have no doubts that in four years she's going to be going for the Olympics. So
1: that's my goal. My, my goal for the Olympic weightlifting sport is for Travis to get people qualified for the Olympics and get a medal. Yeah. Because we excel, uh, you know, a lot of coaches don't like me because I, I said, I did not say that they're not good coaches. I said they're adequate technical, technique coaches, but they have no idea about how to make someone stronger. And I had, I was at a seminar one time and you were there too, Travis. Yeah. And <laughs> the gentleman said, strength doesn't matter. String, if strength doesn't matter, why do you have weight classes? Why want a 123 lift what a super heavyweight does? This is, this is insane to me.
0: Because, I mean, a lot of people don't get that analogy, but if you don't get that analogy, how are you a coach? Like, if if strength doesn't matter, why does the little person not lift as much as the heavy person? Because they're not as strong. They're way faster. Okay. I guarantee they're way faster. And, and maybe better technique. And always better. The yeah. Little dudes are always better technique. Right. And... They obviously can't lift as much because we, the bigger these are strong.
1: We emphasize small lifters must be much stronger in the legs and hips, you know, because they have to um, make up for small errors in technique. Where a large man, because of large mass, he can correct a, 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 a small error with right. no problem. But a, like a thinner person has to be very strong to correct error. So yeah. we train smaller people slightly different than larger.
0: That, that brings me to another point with accessory movements. You talked about like, you know, putting people in awkward, you know, positions.
1: Yes, and you know this morning, you know, I've had some very specialized. The Russians, when Russia, at first I read about Valery Borzov, and they say, Valery, what do you need? He was Olympic champion twice yeah. in a sprints years ago. And and basically, he would say, harder, harder workout. That's all we would ever say. So, they would come up with a new exercise. Like, that. that's where the uh, caffeine glue came from. Him and Alexis came up about yeah. the same time. And so, like I told you this morning, I have special machines. Right. In, I mean, you know, guys, I've said this at uh, you know, Olympic lifters. You're not going to the county fair. You're trying to go to the Olympics. I totally agree. You can't just have a pair of freaking weightlifting shoes and think that's going to get you there. Yeah. But and and people say well and, well we live on these 80 percent of our training yeah. in space exercise i have a stat person um uh, i i i've done people a uh, girl that could not qualify for hiptalon for six years that um, and you know it's a 26 year old girl her coach brings her in, tells me the problem i got her nine weeks first meet qualifies for hiptalon i never wow. ran track i don't know anything about track but i know power and, and strength and yeah. so i know how to how to do these things so that's how we operate um, can
0: I say this, too? Like, this morning, um, when the, after they did um, the the squats and then they did the contrast methods with the cleans, then they he started putting them on, you know, the machines he's talking about. One was the belt squat, um, which they, you know, the belt squat is amazing, like, um, which we're actually going to get a belt squat machine. I know. We're so excited because it's so versatile. Like, for example, um, Frank did, did, you know, did the belt squat, you know, with, you know, with Doing the neck too, and uh, his little neck is so sore. Like, he, like couldn't handle it. But the girls were doing it.
1: Right, we do a uh, good morning, uh, good mornings with a neck harness. We do power cleans, uh, push jerks, while with the belts right. around your waist. Now people say, well, I've always people's always said to me, well, why would you do that? Well, this is why because I watch Russian world champions do it, so I copied it yeah i watch the chinese do things i copy it if i was to say to do a snatch grip deadlift until you uh your back rounded and continue until you couldn't go to the ground they would say i'm completely crazy China coach wouldn't. fang says yeah. the very thing
0: I, I i've read the exact he same also,
1: thing. coach and i was coach fang said when you squat you should incline forward because you're going to be bent over somewhat forward right because what gives out basically in those li- it's actually the back not the legs. Right.
0: Now, I said, I've said, exactly. Even with, uh, with me, you know, when I was a power lifter, it was never, I never worried about my legs not being able to squat the weight. It was like, could my back support it or not? So when I tried 1,000 thousand first first time, I was just like, I just hope my back can stand up.
1: Uh, one thing you must recognize, why do you miss lifts? You know, this book will tell you why. It'll tell you the, most, the 10 most reasons you, you'll miss a lift. And so read the back of this book and find out. One of them is incompletion of a back extension. Right. All right. So you notice when the guys got off the bands, they had back extension they'd never had before. Totally. And this is literally in probably twenty minutes.
0: Even me too. Like you, At, you know, I, it really launched. Like after I took the bands off, like I mean, it, it left my hands. Okay.
1: Yeah. You about knock
0: your teeth. Out. I hit my. Yeah. I hit my teeth my chin and it was not light it wasn't because it was so light it was because you just my pull was able to accelerate at a much greater and a much higher point so Mm -hmm. and those i was going to say before i don't want to forget those machines so we went and we found that some of them were weak on the um the belt machine some of them were weak on the uh, inverse hyper however I will say for the big you know the the one that we were able to do the most was the inverse hyper so our hamstrings and glutes curl. yeah the inverse curl yeah, yeah. Inverse yeah. Um, we were able to do pretty good on that you know even and Jackie was able he said she did better than anyone's ever done the first time but what they were super as a whole week on was the reverse hyper and some of the things that we were having to do is their low backs. And I've, evidently, I can say I've done a poor job of preparing their low backs because they were all week.
1: Um All right. You know, I didn't realize when I'd done it, I have 11 patents and that when someone wants to improve, I would come up with a way to make them improve. I come up with a new machine and invariably they would pull more or you know, squatter bench. Right. More. But also, I realized that these machines, what they do, they have, where it's hard for you or me, you know, if your guy pulls a deadlift, I know why people miss, you know, if it's at the knees, it's lower back, your hips are far away, at the top, it's glutes, can't get off the ground, it's normally knee flexion, abdominal work. Right. All right. So when but these machines, they evaluate your strength. Right. So, like, we like we found out when uh, he put his top girl on the on the reverse hyper, she was very weak in lower back, blew her lower back yep. up. She's touched muscles she'd never touched. She did. And on the hamstring machine, the inverse curl is the most fabulous uh, hamstring. Ma- it makes glute hams obsolete.
0: Yeah, it sure does.
1: And, uh, so I can evaluate people's strength with these spatial machines where no one else can. You know, you can put cameras on them forever. You're not going to tell what's really missing the weights.
0: Right. I mean, uh, that was what's cool because, you know, it. In- in the gym, I'm always trying to visually find the weakness, but the the machines quantify that. They, they leave no doubt. They're like, um, you know, Jackie. By the way, just walked in the room. We've been talking about you the whole time about the. the and so, but we found that her low back is just, is just super weak. And so, if you got think about this, the low back is the pivot point of everything in a, in weightlifting: the snatch, the clean, the jerk. And so, um, imagine if now I target that low back, what's going to happen? You know,
1: uh, many people in weightlifting. This came from weightlifting. The Soviets they would they would call it a web. Um, and this web consisted of if a, like a 110k lifter would have to back squat so much, he would have to front squat so much, he'd have to push jerk, actually close grip bench back then 418. Wow! And it was a web. So and and how many lifts could he possibly do in a month's training? And so if you found if you did this web, and that's how we train our power lifters. I talk about it in my my bench and squat manuals. If you look at the web, if you cannot do the adequate amount of weights at a certain percent, or if you can't front squat. You know, it was 628. A front squat, bottom, bottom. You, 628, got you barely past. So if you couldn't front squat, you know, you were not a, you're not a good lifter. You were, you were missing part of this web.
0: Mm. That's awesome. You yeah. know, you it's,
1: know. it's in a, a book called um, Fitness for Life by Bargoya, and it's a very, very good book, but it's very, very hard to find.
0: Well, you found it. So, I found it. Thank God. It. I mean. That's,
1: I researched what has a history, what history is the greatest of lifting? Weightlifting. Right. It's been going on forever. Right. You know, the Russians all all came up with all this type of research. And so I constantly refer to uh, Russian training as far back as 1937 or even when periodization began. I use weight periodization, the greatest periodization I've ever seen. Right. A lot of people's never heard of it. But like for for team sports, for instance, if you want if you want a rugby team to squat 400 pounds, all you have to do is train uh, your weights at that's with 25 percent band tension at 50, 55, and 60, so right. it relate to 75, 80, 85, it, it, with those weights of maximum acceleration,
0: pendulum wave, right? Yes,
1: you yes. have the ability to squat 400 pounds, the force right. to knock you on your butt, right? And, and, you know, so I like NFL ball, you want your lineman to squat 700, be able to do that if they train at 350. And to a 420 they will have uh, at a maximum acceleration about 0.8 meters per second at least at point eight or nine they will have the, they're developing the force of a 700 pound squat right so mm-hmm. you say well big deal uh no let's way here uh if a guy can squat 700 pound one time right. but if what if i got you to do 24 exertions of 700 pounds that's why the pension wave is far superior to all sports. right
0: and the cool thing about you know for football you know i want to throw this out for you strength conditioning coaches i don't want to spend the whole time throwing down on my colleagues but so the is that you're able to do you know like work at you know 700 pound percentages without killing them you know because they got to play in the the game
1: uh have have your have your readers heard of force equals match times acceleration i people ask me what book should i buy first and i say a physics book has anyone thought of newton's laws of motion I,
0: I did see your <laughs> your um, beginner physics book over there. Yeah. That's right.
1: Very important. How do you increase ki- kinetic energy? By increasing velocity or mass. Right. You know the answer to that. Right. You know, it's velocity. And you need to know these things. That's why I use bands, overspeed right. eccentrics. Right. Faster down, faster up. If you don't believe me, drop a basketball, how high is a band? Still down, how high is a band? Right. And that ball, the elastic properties of that ball, is much like the soft tissue in a body. That that's why my track girls—they do 200 leg curls every day. All right, I make them walk on tires. Why? To, I saw to, it. Th- you saw. I saw uh, it. Actually, a couple of your people here did it. Yeah. I, it thickens the ligaments and tendons, and that's where that's where the kinetic energy is
0: uh, in the body. Ligaments it's and re- tendons—it takes very high reps for I those to, think, yeah.
1: You to ever work. watch a fat person run a marathon? Say how they do it. Reusable energy in the soft tissue. Wow. That's exact. It's human locomotion and reusable energy.
0: All right. So let, let me um, ask you the specific question. So as since we're still in accessory movements, if if you were a weightlifting coach, like m- throw out some accessory movements that, you know, you think obviously it'll be dependent on what are strength and reason, But just throw out some common ones you think what we, we should do.
1: You have to push the back raise. I had a coach here and uh, and they had a lift here and they said he only did 25. I was doing 225 for five in a back raise. And wow. they were doing 95, that's all they could do. And I'm going like this is insane, I'm, I was 50 some years old. And actually the guy was bigger than I was. He's you did
0: 225. Or, only other person I've ever heard doing that would be Alexia. I know that he did 100 kilos from, you know, reps. Yeah.
1: Well, we con- I watched, um, in 1970, the world champions here in Columbus, Ohio. My friend Jimmy Benjamin, national champion, he's competing against Walmart Bazanowski. Wow. He you know, became the Polish coach. I right. went up there and watched Walmart, and I think he was, he's probably taller than me. I'm 5'5". Five five. Right. But 148, I watched him do 100K for sets of five in the back race, all the way down and up with an arch. Wow. Wow. And I'm going like, because he had a 386 uh, clean. It might have been right around the world record. And he was a split cleaner at that time. People actually split clean back then. And my friend Jimmy's best was like 347. And, they, and Jimmy could match him in the hand clean, but he couldn't match him in the full clean. Right. And that, that was why. You know, he had a greater uh, amount of absolute strength.
0: Yeah, my brain is going crazy. All right, so so back raises. What are some others? A back
1: reverse hypers. absolutely But why would you do back raise? Reverse hyper. People don't know. What, you know, I've heard. It, here's one of my pet peeves. I a great book I saw said you don't need a reverse hyper. You don't need a glute ham. Why are you nuts? You, you people need these exercises. Why
0: would you not need them?
1: That's what I want to know. Why wouldn't you need them? Um. Right. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand it. Um, I will
0: say this. Let me before we go on. Like, if you have a weakness, you know, say you're a weightlifter and you snatch, you clean, and jerk. If you have a weakness and you've been snatching, and clean, and jerking for you know five years, you're not going to improve that weakness of snatching, and clean, and jerk. I mean, you've already been doing it. Like, use your head. You've got to target that weakness. Yes.
1: You know, if you chalk I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Bonachok, the, the shot put giant. You know, world champ, trained about 11 world um he has books and one of them is called transfer of exercise and what he says is like a friend of mine sakari has got bull farm you've heard of bull farm i'm sure strongest jim and finney they do all of our stuff and you know and then we trade records back and forth world records but he said it does no good to be strong in the wrong exercise which absolutely means the same thing so as as a lifter or coach. Uh, you what I do, I look at it as a piece of pie. Like like Jackie here, when Jack if Jackie came to me for a while, I realized right away I could look at her and see, and it, it, it came out true. Her very lower back is the weakest thing on her, correct, Jackie would say. So when Jackie would get done, that's the first thing she would do. I would get the biggest piece of pie on her lower back. And let's say if her traps was the strongest, that'd be the last thing i train i train the least amount, but I'd still train it. And then why would I do that? Because I eliminate muscle imbalances. You, we don't have any injuries. We don't even have sore. These people ready to go to me today, you know. How do you feel? I feel great. You got any pains? No. That's true. I, the,
0: the only one that was really talking about um, hurting was the guy who didn't follow your That's
1: direction. one guy doesn't follow, and he's always banged up. Yeah. It's living proof. that I, I like it because it, it proves to meet our stuff. A,
0: a funny story. <laughs> my, my friend, Jason Coker, who is like – uh, will be like a, a brother for, the, for my life. And like he even said, you know, he's talking about, oh, this hurts, that hurts. And uh, he, I was like, you know, Jason, you really should listen to what Louis says. And he's like, Travis, I even know I should listen to Louis. I know he's brilliant. I'm just too dumb. is what he said. He said, I am too hard headed. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I mean, what do you say to that? All right, man. But, but the other people who were, you know, were, were, had listened to him, were, were, everyone was fine. You know, everyone's that that MMA guy, that dude, that I've never seen an animal. in my lifetime. We got a lot of. I've never seen anything like
1: that. So, but yeah, I had a stat person. He did an internship here. He actually stayed. Like a lot of interns, he stayed. He's been there like four or five years now. Like like Tom, that runs my business, yeah. actually. Uh, but he came and saw his job was, and I, this is with track people, this is with fighters, and this is with lifters. I had him graph the amount of barbell training we do and the amount of assist exercise. We do 20% with a barbell and 80% small special exercise. The small spatial exercise, in my opinion, is the most important. And, um, you, uh, you know, the Chinese, uh, I don't like the word. Turn bodybuilding but they say at the end of every workout they do two bodybuilding actually you see them doing dips you see them doing side bends you, you see, see them, them doing, doing it at the up. olympics
0: you know you where everyone else is you know doing just snatch clean jerk those dudes you know i'll say this I, when when i was at the junior worlds and they walked in number one my mouth dropped because of how awesome they looked and number two you know they killed everybody and number three they were the ones in the back doing all the special exercises that you said. which you said should be, you know, like um, you might deload, you know, for power, you might deload squat bench and deadlift, but you don't de- deload the special exercise. Right.
1: You know, assist, You know, everybody drops assistant exercise. So if you did back raises or you did high pulls and right. it, it raised your lifts, why would you drop them before the most important events? It made no sense. I realized right. this way back in the 70s. They say, oh, you got to drop extensions and, yeah. you know, drop back work. So I did. <laughs> I'm going to meet. I felt like an empty blanket. You I know? didn't either.
0: I, yeah. After I read you, you know, you said that in uh, Power the USA years ago, mm-hmm. and so neither did I. Right. And so, because I know before, um, before I was turned on to you, I would, I don't know what I was doing. I was just, I was thinking I was following just some um, basic periodization, and I would do what everyone else did. And at the last maybe four weeks, I would just squat, bench, and deadlift, and I would always feel terrible at a meet. And so mm-hmm. then, when I did what you said, I felt. You know, jacked and ready to go and became a world champion.
1: So. Um, Years ago, Travis, you know, you know, Chuck Vogelpohl, you know, I had some yeah. I had yeah. three world record horses in the squad and, squat and yeah. three in the bench in the same yeah. gym. You know, some total. Greg Penard broke about seven total world records. Hoff's got a bunch. We got, yeah. you know, we're killing. But we're going to the meet and we're all about 100 pounds off our best list. And I'm going, like, well, I know I'm not choking. Yeah. And I never seen ch- none of these guys choke. I go, why Our uh, the squad training was unbelievable? Our squad's contents can you know always went up, but the bench might be there and the deadlift wasn't. And this didn't mean everyone. I mean, my bench might be good. And like uh, Tate's bench was off, you know, so you never knew it was a it was a crap game. And so I said, why? And I mean, I had to figure this out. This is driving me crazy. <laughs> so a year and a half I studied and I came up with delayed uh, transformation. Right. It came from Bert Prashansky from track and field and some weightlifting. Medvedev, the, the Russian weightlifting coach That's and the and, uh, 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 the, uh, the Bulgarian weightlifting coach. Well, there's a big feud about who came up with it. But basically... The,
0: the one that Melva does is the one I've read came yeah, up with. Exactly. It's not like most people call it super compensation. Yeah, a know.
1: lot of people call it that. Beat yourself to
0: death, yeah. then recover and, and become this book awesome. It's called
1: Delayed Transformation. You're right. Oh, okay? Yeah. It's the same thing. All right? So what I do, I do a double delayed transformation. And I know I've watched weightlifters, and I believe they do it. Not, I believe they do it like I hear all they They take near-world records two days before in a training hall. I have no idea Why? It'd be like, why would I fight Mike Tyson two days before beating up Sissel Tyson? Well, I
0: will say this: you know, almost but, all, like uh, but, all the good ones, even China and, and but, Russia. Even though you might see that they they have definitely dropped volume somewhere. Oh, yeah, yes.
1: uh, I think they do it for a mental. They, they try to psych out might. the other countries. Well,
0: they do a good job. Yeah,
1: yeah. they do. Yeah. And Manam Suleiman, they would have Nam come in, he would power clean more than his, his competition could actually clean.
0: That son of a and gun. And so
1: then it would push, then they would decide the last minute, as yeah. you well know, they might push two lifters into another weight class because they knew they couldn't beat him anyhow. Yeah. But my delay, this is what changed my gym dramatically. I use a double delay transformation. 28 days out, we will only train, we'll make sure we only train at 50% with the bands, which is a joke for my guys. 21 days out. Uh, that's when we take, it's called Circa Max. We take a record on a box squat. We always, and we never miss. They never miss. They break a record, all right? Um, and then 14 days out, they'll do 75% of what they did on Circa Max Day. Seven days out, the little guys will, will do a, you know, some sets with about 50% of their squat with no bands or anything uh, on a box, and then they go to the meet and they constantly break all their records. Uh, my last guy, 800 squat at 165. And you
0: know, I finally. You talk so fast. Now I finally got it. So after seeing you write it down, you talk so fast.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I right. know I do. Man, I'm from the south. Okay.
0: We're slow. Okay.
1: All right. You want to run this again? No, I got. I got it now. Okay. This is. But this is absolutely important, and it came from track and field and weightlifting. All right. I. It works for anybody, and I. I want. I, I gave you guys examples because we're running on a microphone yesterday. A J. Roberts. AJ broke three all-time total records. Put 450 pounds, 455 pounds on his total three years here. His best lift that was 28.55. His best list was 29.30. He could easily broke the all-time. All, it could have been my top lifter, which I have Dave Hoff. But I'm going to give you examples of how accurate this is. On the circumax day, this is 21 days out. He um, he did um, he did 740 pounds on the bar and 440 pounds a band. That is 1180 pounds at the at lockout. We have a lot of band tension in the bottom, as they found this morning. Right. All right. Four weeks before that, we did a strength phase where I consider strength more band than you can use weight. So he did 700 pounds of band. Wait, what,
0: wait, so when? What week is this? Where are we? This at?
1: is about a month or or five or six weeks before the circumax.
0: Oh, okay. All okay. Right. We'll I'm do two
1: circumax a year because we go to two meets. You know, I, I like to go in two full meets and then maybe a bench me or push pull, and then two strength phases. So four massive, extreme, super maximal workouts. Things they've never done. Right. All right. So on the on the now remember now on the strength uh, phase they use more bands than they can use weight. So we load up 700 pound of band, which is way harder than 700 pound of weight, and then he made 510 pounds of weight. So that comes up to 1,210. So remember what the four forty bands eleven eighty AJ squatted twelve hundred five pounds at the meet. Th- I showed you my circumaction. Actually, this is. I was, at-
0: I was at the meet when he did that. I was you know I was coaching at that point still, but I saw it. This is
1: this, no. I mean, how close can you come? This is retardedly close. Um, my my last boy, he went from I promised him he came here eight hundred squat top in the, top there is right now in the 165s anywhere um, currently an eight eighty total eighteen eighty total top there is. Um, in the country I
0: got a question so like the when you did 700 bands
1: yep what would you call that would you call that
0: speed strength no
1: that strength speed strength Slow speed strength alright All right. you know the velocities are actually around .4 maybe you know around .4 meters per second alright and I think that's what you guys gotta do cause like I said when you get to heavy weights they can't they can't move
0: them look I know this is a podcast and I'm supposed to be the host but I'm taking notes too this is about me too it's not just about you
1: mostly by you where are we at here
0: all right so um the strength speed the is where we ended
1: yeah and see so most of our training is for speed strength so I mean if if you got a calculator and you take tw- uh, now we're doing 25 lifts so if you take 85 percent of 1210 times 25 that's his quad volume right add that up someone it's enormous now and we do 21 deadlifts yeah well for around 80 percent All right? Yeah. So, see, and and the deadlifts are bars already low. They immediately go from the squatting to the deadlifting. So, it's enormous amount of barbell volume on that day. Very high volume, moderate intensity. It's 75 to 85%. Seventy-two hours later is our is our max max effort day, right. and the only difference between what I do and I think you should do, we we do one max, we'll rack pull right. or low box squat with a spatial bar, or a box stand on a box or whatever we do, but we max out. The volume is very low, right? Like I uh, I had a kid that had a nine hundred deadlift, uh, but. You know that this would be a record, but he squatted uh, right at 1,100, 1,085. Right. So it's a high volume day for speed day, but when he pulled um, uh, 805 standing on a mat, which is an all-time record. Uh, basically, if you look at it, it's like 405. He did 405 for one, uh, then like 515 for one, 605 for one, uh, seven, you know, 705 for one, and 805 for one. So you're talking, you know, 15, 23, 28. It's lucky to be 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Right. And have you heard of the the rule of sixty? This is a weightlifting. the the, the, uh, the workout pro, uh, the next workout should be sixty percent of the volume of the other workout. Oh yeah,
0: I have. well okay. I've heard you say that, but yeah. I've heard from weightlifters.
1: Okay, yeah. well it's just weightlifters. It came from weightlifters. Why why see ours is probably the rule thirty five because we make much larger jumps. That's the only. You guys make you know, you know smaller jumps, so you're going to get a lot more sets in there. But our jumps are enormous, and it's over within ten minutes. Right. But so, oh, my point is, uh, I would have weightlifters, I'm sure you could do is two max efforts on max every day. Yeah. It we, could be a we, pull and a, and a push. That's dirt. what we do now. Yeah, exactly. You know, Good. Yeah. yeah that's do what two. I would do. Because yeah. you could handle it. But then, it's in all that assistant exercise.
0: Right. So, and then the assistants, you still keep that volume Huge. high. Yeah.
1: It's like, you know, a lot of people think on speed day we do light So No, no, no. I mean, we do as much as we can on both days. I will know? say this. You
0: know, um, Jackie does the most assistance work of anyone in my gym and she has seen the most improvement than any other athlete I mean you know she she came when she, she came to me in March it was March of this year it was um when Muscle Driver you know they're thing fell down and so she came to me having set zero records in a year there and so she came to me and literally she's so march now it's what it's um august in that time her, her cleaning jerk has gone up 15 kilos her snaps has gone up 10 so you got 25 kilo in you know six months is it is that even six months? Yeah. April, May, June, July—five right, months. She's gone up fifty-five pounds, and that's a lot. And weightlifting—that's that's a lot.
1: But basically, uh, kind of a mirror of our 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 type of training, right? Right. But I said my sixty-five, eight hundred squat, eighteen eighty total. I promised a world record in a year. Right. In one year, he squats eight ninety world record, and he told twenty eighty. That's the fourth biggest total of all. That's what we wanted to total, and that's what we totaled. Right. And got more in them. And uh, so we always make a plan like that, but it's exactly the same. Exactly. You're doing great. And like you said, she does all the assistance. All the assistance. My guys, the more assistance they do, this it's my strongest guys.
0: Yeah, she'll go multiple times. I'm, sh- She's lifting anywhere b- between six and ten times every single week, um, way more than the other people. She just has got to – number one, her work ethic is higher, and number two, you know, um, she just listens better than the other guys. It's It's crazy, and she's – gonna probably go to the Olympics.
1: You, you know what I see with the squat, uh now if you look and you know this name, the one fifty to seventy K Chinese kid, he's enormously strong. He's talking
0: about lose Zhang, yeah, yeah. He
1: uh you know I watched him he front squat a five seventy three, he's got a four four fifty seven clean as so far. Okay. Now Nam Suleiman had a four thirty five clean years ago, one thirty two, and he routinely squat a five twenty eight, the books right. I've read. So look at that ratio. But mostly in this country, they front squat ten pounds more than they clean. Nah,
0: that's not what we're trying to do. Exactly. Yeah, we're trying to be strong. Everyone yeah. thinks that our gym is on steroids, but we just actually work hard. And, yeah, that's a compliment. You know, yeah, no, I do. I thanks you know you guys and so, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, our guys are all strong. Jackie's very strong. Um, she yeah. squatted. You know, this is a high bar Olympic style. You know, three forty one yep. at, at sixty three kilos. So, you know,
1: of course, I've been accused by this. Uh, a major team just came here. I went a year ago and talked to them. It's a national team sport. I won't say who it is. They looked at me, and I know what you're thinking. And you know, we're going to come down here, and I'm going to give them something. Going, that's how we get strong. Well, then they sent their son down here. Uh, at, yeah. Okay, and he works out, and the coach come down, and the coach apologized, and he bought twenty thousand dollars of equipment. They found yeah. out there's a little bit more going on here than what they think.
0: I know, man. It's so stupid. I mean, even uh, me as a powerlifter, like I broke records in the IPF, the USA Powerlifting, USPF. I went wherever. I'm just trying to be the strongest. So yeah, that's stupid. If you think it's all about drugs, I follow this stuff. I'll beat anyone. I'll, if I want to, I'll come back and beat them now. I mean, you know. And I'll follow his his uh, methods.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I want to bring up a point because, um, uh, you know, we know, why do people take anabolic steroids? Because it makes you stronger and Got it makes you recovery. My system is the greatest? I believe the greatest strength system in the world. I mean, I've had you know. Ah, just I wrote it. I wrote a book review for Doctor Verfashansky. Mm-hmm. I did seminars for Super with Super Training Mel Sif. Uh, so a lot of people think uh, Doctor Zasorsky said I've got a ninety nine percent, and uh, you know, and so it's pretty you know as these a, people and Doctor as Romanoff, a compliment. Roman Doctor Romanoff, a running expert, thinks yeah. this is the greatest thing since you know Russia, and so I. But a the way we get, to me. the way that
0: the coaches don't
1: exactly. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. But but wait, we're losing. But what I'm saying is, so if you can't take anabolics, I have the greatest strength training in the world. Why wouldn't you do this strength training?
0: Seriously. You said this morning it was the next best thing. But you know what? You just made a great point. Like, um, you know, as weightlifting coaches, and I'll be the first to admit, I complain too. You know, we complain about the other countries taking steroids. Well, if uh, being stronger is not important... And why would people even take anabolic steroids to make their technique better? No, it doesn't do that. Uh, no. Makes them stronger.
1: You know, you know, my rap is, see, because like, I don't want I'm not, to, I'm not criticizing. I never will criticize. I've I already am. got out of high school. Uh, I, I wrote more books than I've ever read. <laughs> not really, but. Uh, That's not true. <laughs> you know? I've seen a bunch here. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I just, I realize a lot of things. I lost my concentration, but I realize a lot of things about training. And, you, you know, it's it's not what people think it is.
0: No. It's definitely not. No, it's, it's awesome. It's, what we did today was awesome.
1: So. I finally come to census here. Um, you know, everybody, the waiters will complain about competing with everybody else, and they can't get a person qualified for the Olympics. But yet we dominate in gymnastics. We dominate in swimming. I've already we dominate in a, a beach volleyball. You yeah. name every sport. Track and field, swimming, gymnastics, everything. And I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Basketball. But this is how I look at it. Uh, if you got a great team, you've got a great coach. You got a bad team. You got a suck coach. That's true. And That's why I'm here. I, I mean, I hope we can change the face of America. I love Olympic weightlifting, and uh, I'm going like, why can't we get? Why can't we have a medal? This is insane that we don't. We compete against that. We compete against the Finns, the right, everybody. We, this we we compete against worldwide. You've been to WPO. Right. Yeah, it's everybody. Everybody's everybody, and who wins? Westside.
0: Yeah. Well, Travis too. Well, I guess I'm yeah, West right, Side. Exactly. But, yeah. He beat the West
1: Side. Yeah. But but I used your methods. But to one beat, of our guys beat you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> man. Joe Bales. That's is right. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Son but, of a gun. But that's like I said, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I I when Travis lifted, I wanted him to get better because yeah. the better he gets, the better my guys got to get. You're if always super didn't get good Better. My guys wouldn't have to get better. Right.
0: Chuck Vogelpohl made me better. Like, I saw the videos. If you think I wasn't watching those videos, you're crazy. I was watching them, and I was sleeping at night, almost bit my teeth in two, grinding my teeth. I was so angry that he was stronger than me until I was, you know, better than him. And so then he would try to be me, and then Joe Bills did. He got lucky, but... <laughs> so, but... Um, it was, oh my gosh, there was a point I was going to make. Okay, here's my point. And so the biggest, you know criticism that they'll give is like what does Louis Simmons know about weightlifting? Sure. Can he teach snatch and clean and jerk? I'm not saying he can do that. I'm much better. Like this morning, he was putting us through his methods. And, you know, Jackie was doing it, and I was coaching her technique. I was, you know, we made some, you know, uh, she missed only one time all morning. It was just a technical flaw. I talked to her, and then she went on to break it two more times. And so, but here's the thing. You know, they don't from the Carolina Panthers, don't come to him to learn how to play football. You know, the –
1: Jags, half the NFL team. Dallas Cowboys. Half the NFL uh, team.
0: Dallas Cowboys. Ohio State. They weren't here this morning to say, hey, will you teach us how to sprint or teach us how to throw the shot. They're saying – can you teach us how to get stronger? Can you teach us how to be more explosive? Can you teach, you know, we have this weakness. Can you, you know, give us an idea how to overcome this weakness that that's where you guys are missing the point, man. And like, I'm talking to my buddies now, like I'm talking to my friends. I know I'm, I'm jacked up on coffee and I've, you know, criticized you guys, but the truth is a lot of you, dudes are my best of friends that I'm talking to, you know, get past the fact that, of snatching clean and jerk you, you guys have got to get past that when i say this now like it's not about him trying to teach you snatching and clean and jerk. it's about him trying to give you anything any if you can learn one little thing man that's something that you can use to make your athletes better and if you don't listen you know don't blame anyone else for your athletes sucking so bad like it, if a, if a guy like joe Ken, it was um two times in a row voted the number one strength coach in the entire world if that guy will spend his time to come up here multiple times to learn something don't you think that all of us can learn something from this guy because i know i have learned a million things in two days so i i I was just kidding when i've been you know throwing down so much on you i'm all hyped up and you know, my wife says I'm being a jerk because I feel like I was when I was a kid again. <laughs> I, I promise you I'll come back down to earth. And so, uh, but please learn. So.
1: My books actually basically have a disclaimer. I tell you that I don't know Olympic weightlifting technique, but that doesn't matter. You, you, you're, you're adequate with weightlifting technique. You're, you're way subpar with the strength. Right. I'm writing a track book. Now, I've trained two Olympic gold medalists. The only thing that runs on me is my nose and my mouth. I don't know how to. I do basically know how to run. I say I'm not a technical track coach. I have a lot of technical things by top track people. They get the credit for it. But uh, in track, there's too many injuries. Uh, and I, I show people how not get injured and how to run fast, and it works. I just had two people in Olympic trials. You know, and yeah. ones in the hurdles. No, I cannot do hurdles. And the other was in the 400. You look like a hurdler.
0: At 5'5", you look like a great hurdler.
1: Yeah. About as good as me. Life's a hurdler to me, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, today uh, has been great. I'm seeing we've... Oh, one of the points that he made is you can say, look, I've been up here, and in two days, I've got all these notes. And so, there might be one or two things to learn. But one of the things you talked about is like, um, you know, the best way we all... Even a lot of you guys talk about this already. The best way to get stronger is to increase volume you got to do it somewhere and like you can't just say i'm going to snatch and clean jerk more and more and more but like using you know the um, accessory movements uh, the machines you've talked about that is the way a a very healthy way to get stronger and the cool thing about what we did today like the reverse hyper it's not going to leave jackie beat up tomorrow Literally, she will feel better
1: tomorrow. Traction, You know, I wrote about Leonard Zazatinsky, the Olympic champion in 1664, you know, the Soviet. And he broke all these records, and all of a sudden he didn't go anywhere, and he couldn't understand why. And he got in his logbook, and he realized that his average weight, intensity, percentage was slightly down, and his volume had slipped down. So they pushed it back to where it went, was before and went right back to breaking records. That's how important it is. Yeah. And in 1996, one of the guys was helping the Olympics down there. Talked to me on the phone, you know. I don't remember his name, unfortunately.
0: You're goes, just like me, I'm terrible. With names. Yeah,
1: he goes, I know we're me- we don't know how to squat because we squat all the time and right. we can't squat. And he said, You guys squat one or two times a week, and you- you're a world record horse in the squat. Right. And I go, and uh, what I watch, I've heard some people, We squat six times a week. Well, you, you-, you squat like Girl, girl Scouts what's good is it doing you you know you'd be a lot better off to pull a sled or do our restoration work walking in the bell squat like some of your athletes did, and only squat twice one workout must be for super speed right and one must be for max effort right anything else doesn't matter you know like i talk about my sprinters and a lot of sprint coaches have people run at 80 85 90 percent why would you do that The definition of a sprint in Webster's Dictionary is to run as fast as possible for a short distance. If you had a race car, it went 100 miles an hour in the eighth. Why would you take it to track and go 90, 95, 85? You'd want to go 101, 102. Right. And so you want to go all out. That's what max effort is. A max effort means one. Max effort is singular, not plural. In, yeah. when you do heavy triples it builds strength endurance constantly work and i want to bring up another point that we're going to do tomorrow we're going to do a lot of special exercise right, All right yeah isometrics yeah. you have oh. to do isometrics i'm glad
0: when, you brought that up when yeah.
1: the bar gets to the first pole and the barbell basically does it going hard farther and you do the second pole yep. it be, As it slows down quasi where it's barely moving it becomes isometric. That's where the greatest muscular force has to be exerted. Right. And you can't do it. Right. So, or if you watch uh, Jackie, for instance, she'll bang the bar out of there so fast with a 100th of a second. Yeah. So, if she did five lifts, she's getting five hundredths of a second work there. Right. But, if she did five holds for four seconds, she'd get 20 seconds of work at the most critical point. Like, right. the Chinese do a lot of pulls from that area off boxes.
0: Right. Which we do too. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah great yeah. uh, but my point is you got to work in these these dead areas that's where you got to put the work
0: right and anyone uh, if, you know if you don't if you're not doing isometrics you're crazy because isometrics undoubtedly proven through research will strengthen the joint of that you know the angle of the you know of the joint that you're working more than any other more than concentric more than eccentric isometrics will strengthen that portion of the movement
1: if we want to test anyone's strength it's tested isometrically as how it's tested. Right. Strength is measured isometrically.
0: Awesome. So I know you got, you know, Aaron's mm-hmm. filming. I don't want you to stay too long. There was one more point I want to cover is that um, with weightlifting. Now, here, you cannot deny what we're about to say now is that this is that if we really want American weightlifting to get better, we're going to have to learn to get into, you know, the community better. We got to learn to recruit you know, at a younger age, you know, uh, the best that we can. Now there are, you know, outliers like Jackie, or even, you know, you can talk about Klokov. He started at a much, you know, he's one of, you know, one of the few Russians who started, you know, a little bit later in life. But like the goal is to get these kids started, you know, at younger ages. And, um, I'm probably not going to give my ideas away on this, but we're going, we're, we're coming up with something really cool that we're going to do. You know, he's helping me with giving me the ideas that we're going to do to, um, you know get the kids involved and you should do the same thing
1: yeah you know coaches i don't want to beat a dead horse but you know about the technique thing Um, uh, my guy tommy shows me i get on the internet and i watch all the things that's where i learn all these things watching the old tapes and new tapes and so forth and i was a chinese kid he's uh i think he was seven eight years old he I weighed, know, yeah and he weighed 67 pounds yeah. and he cleaned jerked 167 pounds yeah okay So, if an eight-year-old child is doing these lifts, it can't be that complicated. Yeah. Get this out of your head. Get... For, you know, it's not a beauty contest. It's not gymnastics or ice skating where you start at a number and you subtract. It's yeah. who lifts the most weights. Yeah. And I'm into technique because uh, I work. Uh, I've got good friends who're secondary uh, black belt in jujitsu. You know, Carlos Carvalho trains all kind of MMA guys. Cowboy Cerrone. It goes on. Matt Brown. It goes and on.
0: Even Just, you, with the way you coach, you know, squats, and you're for, you're very big on technique. I mean, yep, you right. were coaching the heck out of them on technique. So we're not saying it's not important, yeah.
1: no, but technique is absolutely important but you know i i talked to a coach i won't bring up his name i yeah. said what do you do during the week but well, i do this that, this he got the 30 we work on technique i go what yeah we go in there and we do this on technique a real weightlifter learns technique at eight and ten years old yeah. you never work on technique again you were talking about him yeah. he just works on strength yeah. you learn the freaking it's like a bike once you learn it you can ride it you can ride it forever right I it's mean, not to be done when you're 19 years old.
0: If we're not careful, we're going to put it into the minds of our lifters that the lifts are much harder than they are. If all we say is like, oh, the the technique, or you're off, you know, one millimeter, I mean, like, man, just lift, dude, lift. You, I, when I talked to Klokov, and, um, I, was, I asked him, I'm like, you, you know, what is the technique that the Russians, you know, teach? Or, you know, do you guys go over position one, two, and three? And he laughed. He's like... No, I did that in the first two years, and then we just got strong. That's coming from Klokov. I mean, that's coming, and that's not him giving me a seminar like he gives you guys. That's us sitting down as friends and having a few drinks, and then him saying that. The truth.
1: That's what go. Ben Tabasnik will tell you if you read the Sylvia Sports Recovery books. It's exactly how it has to be done. All sports were done the same way. And in 19 to 21, their their turn was polished. If you wasn't polished, you were gone, Right. you know. Uh, and over here, like you were talk, we were talking, everyone doesn't start the second pole at the same position on their legs. Because right. you have different torsion lengths, different leg lengths. And different Armless, arm lengths, yeah. So, you can't say there's a perfect technique. You <laughs> just can't. Amen. There is no perfect technique. That's right. Amen. You know, uh, I talk to top track coaches all the time. You know, I've I, I got great uh, rapport with top tra- track coaches. And, and this is what they say. Because the two greatest runners in the world, from 100 meters to four, is um, Johnson. And bolt. Johnson runs straight up and down, short stride. Bolt's very tall, abnormally normally tall. It makes very long strides. He covers the track in 41 steps instead of 43 to 45 like every, everyone right. else. All right. How do they excel? Strength. Right. Because track running, 90% of you have to run down a track is that just overcome gravity. Right. Vertically, only ten percent to go down the track. So those two men were exceptionally strong, and so they had tremendous ground force, minimal ground contact, and then their strides was absolutely Michael, differently. But they were totally. Michael different.
0: Michael Johnson could squat over five hundred pounds. But
1: they were totally yeah. different technique, but they were the greatest. So what you do, you work on uh, technique, but don't change their style. And that's right. the last thing I'll say.
0: That was a great show. Thank you so much for being on the, on the show. Uh, I've said it before, but this is by far, at least whether you guys think it's the best show or not, I had the most fun, so I'm happy. This is Westside Barbell with strength and conditioning legend, Louis Simmons. Westsidebarbell.com, the strongest website in the world.